Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Future Forward Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our very special guest, Angela Lee. And today we have a very important discussion. We're going to be talking about how to protect your kids, knowing emotional triggers, empowering perspectives, and an eight wisdom. And I want to give you a little bit of background around Angela. She grew up in San Francisco, California. She had an alcoholic father and an angelic mother who both had a profound impact on her life. Her father taught her that behaviors of others made her a powerless victim. Yet her mother taught her to be loving to everyone, including those who hurt you. Sadly, catastrophe struck when their house burned down. Angela was six years old. And for a short time, the children were sent to live with foster families while the parents searched for housing. The family moved a lot over the next few years and her parents ultimately divorced. Angela grew up to marry an emotionally abusive man. And yet she stayed for 32 years because she didn't want to hurt him. She didn't have the internal strength to leave. And the 2017 Tubbs wildfire in Northern California, it proved to be a catalyst for her personal growth, starting on the night her house was reduced to ash. Again, having that happen in her life. Everything was gone. And Angela is forced to examine her relationship. And she realized it was toxic, it was not going to get better, and she made the decision to leave. Angela is now an author and self-development mentor. Her children's book series, The Bella Santini Chronicles, have received high praise and is known for helping children to learn how to manage their emotions. Her online course entitled Live, Love, Laugh gives adults inner depth insights into how to step out of victimhood and assess your inner joy. Angela, we are just so thrilled to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Lynn. I am so excited to be here speaking with you and your audience. And you know, my deepest wish is that I provide value in this conversation. Well, I am absolutely sure that that's going to happen. I'm so thrilled you're here. And for anyone who's joining us for the very first time, uh, don't miss a single episode by subscribing to claim to future forward sales, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, while you're there, um, share the love and uh, give us a five star review, we would very much appreciate it. Okay, so Angela, um, I, you know, I've given some background to our audience about who you are. But if you want to expound on that, and what your company does, um, or what you do um, to help others, we'd love to hear that. Well, my primary job. I, I am a self-development mentor um, and where my mastery is in knowing how to, to deal with emotions. When we think about when we were kids, the way our parents dealt with emotions frequently was, hey, suck it up we've got to, we've got to move on, we've got to do this, or, hey, don't cry. 
And for young men, it was worse because it was totally not okay to cry. And so for a whole generation, and I'm sure it goes back many generations, the message was, don't feel what you're feeling. We as a society really need to change that because what I've identified through all the experiences in my life is that when we reject or repress a feeling, it's almost like we pick up a rock and put it in our backpack and we carry it around. So that feeling is with us. And it revisits us again and again and again. We're never able to truly escape or repress a feeling. And what happens, because there's this overwhelming fear of feeling pain, so people will choose to numb through alcohol or drugs in order to avoid pain. And the ultimate way of avoiding pain is through suicide. Yeah. Right now, children are, are taking that ultimate path. And suicide is the second leading cause of death for kids aged 10 to 24. Wow, that's yeah. horrible. horrible. It's horrible. It, yeah, the statistics are are just terrible. Um, the last time I heard 3,700 kids a day in the US try to end their lives. I have heard emergency room doctors talk about kids as young as six attempting suicide. It is, well, it, it's so big that the US Surgeon General came out on December 7th with a 53 page report on the mental health crisis for children. It is key that we as parents teach our children to face their emotions. And it doesn't have to be hard. You know, there's um, my biggest tool for facing feelings is to feel, acknowledge, and allow. So you notice your it's um kind of a body awareness you're noticing where is the feeling how does it feel is it sharp is it dull it you know what what how does the pain show up that's feeling it acknowledging it oh i'm feeling insert word <laughs> it's you yeah. know that's the acknowledgement part and then the allow and that's where people get stuck is in the allow. But um, it's not about accepting the circumstances that brought up the feeling. It's about accepting that it's okay for you to feel that way. And so you're giving yourself permission to feel. Right. Well, that sounds like one of the biggest challenges your clients face when you work with them is to work through that process so that they can allow um, that feeling. Is am I am I getting close? <laughs> well, yes. We we've all been programmed 
to kind of swipe aside our feelings. The show must go on. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, this happens at work. It happens at home. And the thing about feelings, the biochemistry of a, an emotion is about 120 seconds. So the chemical reaction in our body is only about that long. But when we reject a feeling, in a way, we're becoming entangled with it. We're carrying it on in our backpack. And so that feeling is always with us, even if we're trying to escape it. But also when we entangle in a feeling. So if our mind starts thinking about how unfair it is, the cir circumstances, we're getting entangled in that feeling. And that also causes it to go into our backpack, which we carry around. Yeah. The only way to be free of the feeling is to actually go through it and allow the feeling to happen. Right, right, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, for your own emotional health. And, you know, you touched on this just briefly about uh, how urgent this issue is, and especially mm -hmm. talking about um, just the, the very, very grim statistics around um, uh, suicide uh, and suicide attempts in children. And, you know, as parents, you know, we have to be very um, aware and concerned. And so what are, you know, what is that, that, I mean, what are you seeing? Um, how this is so, why this is so urgent and yeah. some ways that we can uh, really identify. So the, the COVID lockdown has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, the rug was pulled out from under adults. All, they're forced to work at home for a while. Um, pulled out from under kids. They're forced to attend school at home. And everybody's stuck in, you know, the same building for day in, day out. Um, life kind of came to a screeching halt for a lot of us. And isolation is one of the key factors in suicidal ideation. So when we think of the social isolation that kids have gone through, you know, some kids lost out on their whole senior year of high school. Some kids, well, almost all kids lost out on almost a whole year of socialization with kids. And their only outlet for social was social media. And that carries a whole huge impact in the whole thing because bullying is so prevalent on social yeah. media. So the only social outlet kids had was to go where they could be bullied. It's no wonder we're in this crisis. Yeah. Well, and of course, employees uh, are in your schools physically when you're there as well. So, I mean, I absolutely. I, I mean, the the and I mean, they're there at work. I mean, my gosh, we've had them in the highest offices. I mean, it just uh, that. Yeah, uh, we did, didn't we? Yeah, it's. Um, you know, and to your point, I mean, I think that there's, uh, 
having um, alternate peer groups or alternate ways that you can socialize is so valid. But, you know, I, I mean, when you're working with your clients, I mean, um, how does what you're, you know, how does this challenge, you know, really um, impact, you know, their ultimate goals for what they're trying to, um, to how they're trying to, you know, really gain that emotional intelligence and intervene uh, for their uh, children's emotional health. There, there are several pillars that to me are huge when it comes to emotional health. And so if a parent can approach their child with these pillars in mind, and mindfulness is one of them, um, anxiety is something that is also prevalent at this time. And really anxiety is not being focused on the present moment. It is being focused on some future possibility. And frequently the worst possible future possibility. So, and that's a human thing. Our minds kind of race out to the you know, possible worst outcome and, and try and figure out ways to avoid it. However, if we right now are in our present moment, there is no past and there is no future. It is only this very moment. And so practicing presence with your children goes quite a long way towards um, a, decreasing anxiety. Another pillar that is really important is for the, and this is, you know, where parenting is so important. It is letting go of expectations of what the child will be or who they are. And that's really important because when parents hold an expectation, um, you know, we can say what I call the mini me thing of I'm a doctor, my father was a doctor, the, my grandfather was a doctor, we're all doctors in this family, you're going to be a doctor. And there's no room for who the child actually is in that that line of expectation. So it's key for parents to be able to drop that expectation and see who their child is and what allow the child to follow their heart. Because right. all too often parents are wrapped up in what is success? What means success for my child? when we can let go of that and we can say what does success mean to my child because maybe for that child being a doctor would be hell and going through the whole rigmarole it takes to be a doctor would be sheer hell but maybe for that child living on a beach in a shack and painting pictures is the idea of heaven. Who's to say that that's a bad choice? 
And, and so allow your child to follow their heart because right. every child is a gift. Right. Right. No, I mean, that makes absolutely sense of really embracing who they are, letting them develop, explore, find out, you know, the, you know, their chosen path and um, whatever that ends up being. Uh, sometimes exactly. you have to take the long road around to travel a short distance and, but the journey is amazing. So I, it sounds like <laughs> yeah. you have multiple hidden critical success factors that you deliver to your clients. Um, can you talk about that a little bit more? Cause you know, you've been talking about the pillars. Yeah. Um, so one of the other success factors is being able to release triggers, emotional triggers. Now, I talked about that rock that we put in our backpack. Yeah. Um, what happens is that we're carrying that energy around with us. And when a situation pops up in our life that matches that emotional energy, we are triggered. Yeah. And so by being able to put down that backpack, and let go of those emotions, we actually can move through life with fewer triggers. And so what, what I do teach is that every person in our life is a mirror for us. When we are triggered by their behavior, that shows us that we have, we're carrying this emotion that we need to let go of. And so that perspective is really kind of key to being able to let go of some of those old wounds and move through life without that emotional trigger. Yeah. So now is this a typical blind spot or are there oh, yeah. other factors that are typical blind spots with, when you work with your clients? This is definitely a typical blind spot. And I can even point to myself and say, you know, I, I was bullied by my father in many ways. I was bullied by my ex-husband. And I went through life up until the fire in what I call victim energy. I would point my finger and blame. My dad did that. My husband did that and it was always they did this to me it wasn't until after the fire that i was able to realize that they were mirrors for me and their behavior showed me my own inner wounding that i needed to work on it is so critical <laughs> to rise from that blame and victim, um, it, it's actually almost an energetic triangle of victim, persecutor, rescuer, persecutor, rescuer. And now I can look back on my marriage and I can see where I would be his victim and then I would react back becoming his persecutor and then I would rethink it all over the next few days and I would come up with some 
way to resolve the whole issue and then I'm his rescuer telling him how he should behave so that we don't have this problem again and I would you know bounce around through all those areas that is a, a strong energy that it's um, it's definitely a blind spot for people that they don't realize that anytime you point your finger and blame that is a time when you're actually in that energetic triangle yeah 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 the the the, the blame game you know <laughs> yeah and uh it's uh it's it's something that um you know people and, and it's it, it manifests in so many different negative ways so yeah. um i mean this is so powerful angela so for our audience what's one essential action that that they can take you know who ha are seeing themselves and what you've been talking about or want to make sure that they're providing their children that emotional um, intelligence, safety net mindset um, to overcome um, the, the challenges that we've been talking about? It's the ability to shift perspectives. And that is another one of the pillars of my business. Um, so the Talmud says that we don't see the world as it is, we see it as we are. Yeah. And a lot of people have heard that and we understand it. And we go, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that. <laughs> but we can apply it to other people. And this is such a powerful thing when we, so um, I can best illustrate this with a, a little story. When I was about four or five years old, my dad in an alcoholic rage would stand over me screaming at me and telling me that I was worthless. Now, as an adult, I can look at that scenario, I can bring it up in my mind and I can re-experience the scenario but I get to go there as an adult. And, and when I look at that picture, drunken man screaming at a five-year-old, what he said has everything to say to do with what he was, who he was at that moment, and had absolutely nothing to do with who I am. And that is such a powerful way of kind of just shifting a perspective. I am no longer the victim of my father. I am worthwhile. I am not yeah. worthless. And so being able to look at our people, the people criticizing us and understanding that they are seeing the world through their own filters right and then being able to say is this information valuable in my life is it something that is going to help me move on and move forward we can discard the information that isn't valuable because it 
it's not really about us. It's about them. In in that moment, we were a mirror for them. And so we don't have to hold on to those criticisms. We can let them go. No, I think that visualization exercise could be really, is a really powerful piece of advice for everyone. Uh, thank you so much. And Angel, thank you for so much for sharing uh, your wisdom and your insights on, on your pillars on how to protect, uh, you know, your kids, our kids, um, knowing emotional triggers, empowering perspectives and innate wisdom. And I know our listeners are going to want to know more about you and where they can find out uh, more about you. So the best place to find me is on my website. It's Angela Lee, A-N-G-E-L-A Lee, L-E-G-H dot com. All right. And that's wonderful. And I know that we're going to provide that in our backlinks. And we've also got um, a page specifically that you're providing us, um, which is for your um, a, a book series. What What's the the extra page that you're providing? Yeah, it it's a page where they can download a, a free gift. It's a short guide to soothing anxiety in children. And there are several exercises that a parent and child can go through in that guide. Oh, that's fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, and this has been such a great, um, in some cases, dark, um, but empowering mm -hmm. um, discussion. Thank you. And for anyone who's tuned in um, and are listening, um, if you have ideas that you'd like to share, you know, you can leave us a comment right down below. We'd love to hear from you um, and hear your thoughts. And if you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, you can email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, um, and staying up on incredible episodes like the one today, uh, sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com. And I wanna thank everyone who tuned in and who's been listening. And Angela, thank you so much. This has been uh, so powerful today. Mm, thank you so much, Lynn. It's been a real pleasure. 